This is Mouth Media Network. Amplify and connect. The moon landing was real. Aliens may indeed exist. Madonna was once young. And funny people talking... Well, the jury's still out. Hi, I am Alyssa Cohn. I'm an executive coach. I live in New York City. And I have a very, very intense interval training program that I do on Thursday mornings with a rower and a kettlebell. And I'd rather be doing that than listening to funny people talking. Hello, everybody. This is Mickey from the Mickey and Billy show uh, from overseas. And uh, I've got a surprise for you here. Until Mark comes here, I'm filling in here with me, me boy, uh, Billy. Uh, say hello, Billy. Hello. How are you doing out there? Uh, hello. It's good uh, to be so, back. Yeah, well, it's good to be back here in New York City. It's too bad we don't have uh, Melissa Villasenor with us here. It's been a long time since we had a conversation with her. Yeah, yeah she's on our Saturday Night Live now, yeah? I know. It's very exciting. Oh, I know. Yeah. Uh, anyway, here we are in New York, and, you know, it's nice to see you, Math media studio, so clean. It's very nice, and there's a there's a bush growing on the wall. I don't see any reason why we couldn't trash the hell out of this place. <laughs> Make it our room! Right. What's the bush doing on the wall? That's right. Oh, anyway. Oh, here comes, uh, here comes uh, the host of the show, Mark. Uh, we better get out of here before we find Okay, all right. right. Let's get out of here now. Back to Westminster. Park. Oh, right, back to Westminster. What the hell's going on? Hey, uh, oh, you know what that means, Mickey and Billy? It means something new on this show. You're probably wondering, what the hell was that? Uh, That's Mickey and Billy from the Monkey Radio with Mark show that this show is a reboot of. And the reason that Mickey and Billy can exist is because there's someone special in the studio, special to me at least. Uh, Unfortunately, Danielle is not able to be here with us because she's over in California, in L.A., doing whatever uh, young, gifted actors and producers do when they're in L.A., I assume. And uh, Elsie is not able to be here today. So instead of me being by my lonesome, hi, everybody, I'm Mark Rako, and this is Funny People Talking, and with me is my very good friend and longtime co-host of Monkey Radio, Mr. Ben Rose in the studio. Holy cow, Holy man. cow, Mark. I am so absolutely just slack jawed you're here but i'm so appreciative that you're able to meet time and no lie everybody i i i reached out to ben a few days ago when i found out that elsie and, and uh, daniel could be here and and seriously ben moved some things around to be here and i'm very grateful thank you buddy of course i'm more than happy to do it uh, my jaw slacked as well i came <laughs> really happy we great. were able to make this work it's so cool so so with ben here we get to do things like mickey and billy and uh i mean they're real they're real people but, yes you know, but, yes of and course. we get to uh and we get to uh maybe go down a little bit of memory lane and catch up with ben if there are any of you former uh, monkey radio listeners out there that are now with us on funny people talking 
Merry Christmas or Happy Hanukkah or whatever or may have you whatever you may yes. right Festivus for the rest Festivus of us. for the rest of us. all right so uh, Ben you're here we're gonna have a lot of fun yes uh, we're gonna do two shows together two this one and the next one or depending on what the order we publish them the uh, previous one and this one mm. so choices mm. so uh, anyway uh, Ben before we start with the show I really do have a question for you shoot it's very strange because I. I don't normally see you like this, but I would estimate that there are approximately somewhere between two and three bendy straws on your person at this moment. Well, I, I don't want to make a comment at this time. <laughs> Is, are you under NDA? Well, uh, if you want to go ahead and call it that, go ahead and call it that. I <laughs> okay. uh, can't make comment on that either. Okay. But yes, uh, no and yes. At the same time, Mark, you know me well. Okay. So... So anyway, bendy straws. You thought you were going to get out of that, but you didn't. <laughs> you know, sometimes it's just uh, just good call. Good call, Mark. All the way through <laughs> on that one. We will never find. You I'll know. take him out of my pants now. Oh, see? That explained everything. Well, um, also with us in the studio today is, as per usual, a guest. We have a very cool, cool person. Her name is Alyssa Cohen. She is... Amongst many things, she is an executive coach, yeah. uh, which essentially means that if you're an executive and you're running around aimlessly, she knows how to keep you away from the foul lines and help you get a touchdown. How is that, Alyssa? <laughs> <laughs> that needs a little work. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So that's why you're an Alyssa coach and I'm just some strange boy on a microphone. So. Well, I just want to say you look great. Oh, thank you. You're talking to me or Alyssa? You look great. You look great. <laughs> okay. Thanks, great. Thanks, we all look we great. We all look great. You know, yeah. out of all three of us, with all due respect Alyssa, I'm pretty sure you look the greatest of all of us because you, my friend, are you are in shape. You're well, fantastic. In stop shape. that. Well, <laughs> none of that was meant for me. I honestly was just trying to say both of you look it's, great. It's great to be here. It's funny because Alyssa is an executive coach. Yes. And, uh, and Ben is, a, I guess, a fitness coach. Fitness you're a personal coach. trainer uh, as well as a voiceover actor. Mm -hmm. You're a stand-up comedian. You're a writer, producer, actor, and, uh, and uh, I guess a podcaster as well yeah <laughs> whatever because of you well yeah but uh no no you're uh, i invited you but you made it into something well so. you you got me into it. okay i boarded the the ship with you yes yeah <laughs> you were saying sinking together <laughs> yeah That's right. anyway uh so great to have you here ben um great to have you here Alyssa. we're looking forward to learning more about what you do and who you are and how humor and comedy intersects with your life and your profession awesome uh-huh i'm sorry the way i just said that it's like awesome uh-huh so anyway, <laughs> I, I realized the way that came out so dismissive. it did it did come out a little bit dismissive I, I, I it's did. like speak when you're spoken to girl well what it was it was kind of it wasn't meant that way it was like it was like i was already falling into the next sentence trying to grab hold of some small piece of string connected to the previous thought i was trying to get out and that was the way it came out so but at least i caught it realized my mistake and and owned it so uh so, Alyssa, in addition to that, we're going to catch up a little bit with Ben and, and talk a bit with you. And who knows what, what we'll get a chance to talk about. We will play a brand new improv game that we've never played on the show before called The Interrupter. And then um, after what that – What were you we'll... saying? <laughs> the jokes will get better. I promise. Not now, Ben. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll, uh, we'll do that. And then at the end of the show – even though Elsie is not here, but still a tip of the hat to her, we're going to have end of show food, which I myself have picked out mm. with Ben in mind. Well, Ooh. 
It's true. He did take the time. So it's sunflower seeds and <laughs> boiled chicken. No, yes. I was going to say it must I be was... chicken. <laughs> Probably is chicken. <laughs> Probably is chicken. Well, yeah. I... <laughs> Actually, there might be chicken. There might be sure. chicken in there. Uh, anyway, so uh, all that coming up right after this. But first, you know, on the show, uh, Alyssa and Ben, Danielle usually at this point in the show has what she calls a nerd tip for us. And I'm not going to ask you for a nerd tip, Ben, but I'm wondering if you might have, be able to offer a fitness tip or a health tip. Oh, absolutely. I think one of the best tips is is to regulate how much you eat during the day and make sure that you're eating enough to keep your metabolism moving at an efficient pace. Uh monitoring what you eat more or less <laughs> well, I, was it too serious it was too serious uh, all right it was too serious you, you, although you did say it with a bit of a sneer yeah <laughs> it was like it was like yeah well <laughs> i'm trying to get the point across okay very seriously I sure. are you sure you're the best man for the job i don't know if i am i don't know if i am who else can we get well i did i did and i didn't want to bring this up but okay. i did bring a, a friend of mine you did in and he he used to he he's a health advocate okay. to say the least is that him right out there yeah that's him right, okay. i don't know if it's okay if come he comes on in. it's okay you can come in yeah come in yeah yeah yeah, uh, yeah, yeah come right. on yeah hey how you doing over there hey hi what's your name charlie mudcap charlie mudcap yeah, yeah that's right and charlie uh, how do you know beautiful place you got here thank you how do you know well Very you know nice. it was nice flowers Mickey on the billy were here but uh how do you how do you know ben oh well uh him and i met at the gym and uh, I, him and I were talking about baseball one day because uh, I used to be a professional umpire, uh -huh. and uh, I'm no longer doing that. Uh, but that's a, that's a different story. Uh, <laughs> so we started talking about baseball. What? And uh, I basically told him uh, all about a little of what I did, uh, and then he basically told me uh, that he was in fitness, and I had some health questions about diet. And he informed me on some things I wasn't really aware of. And once he told me about them, uh, I was blown away. Uh, if I had a hat on, it would have blown off. What, may, maybe you could offer some health tips based on the things you've learned from Ben. Uh, Alyssa, I don't mean to put you on the spot, but do you have any health? I have many health tips. Tips? Many. But do you have any health questions that maybe Mr. Mudcap might might have? Uh, do you go by Mr. Mudcap, umpire Mudcap? What's what Mudcap? I can't go. I'm not allowed to use that term anymore. Oh, sorry. It's Mr. Okay, so Mr. Mudcap. Or you can call me maybe Charlie. Mr. Mudcap can offer us some insights to our questions. I, I mean, for example, I want to know, how do I know when I've had enough calories in the day? Oh, that's a crazy question to ask. Uh, that's like uh, if you're going in your kitchen mm -hmm. and you open the refrigerator. Mm -hmm. and you see food there in the morning, right? Well, how much of your food is going to be there when you get home is the question, right? Mm -hmm. What you're putting into your body, right? Mm -hmm. So let me ask you a question. What are you eating? Because that's the question. That's very insightful. I'm a very insightful guy. Okay. So do you have any questions, <laughs> Alyssa? I know I'll put you on the spot, but he's a wealth of information. I Clearly. see that. Okay. Yeah. How do I know if my heart rate gets high enough during interval training? Oof. Oof. That's a real synergist question. Uh, well, the first thing you're going to want to do is, uh, depending on whether or not you're wearing a heart monitor, uh, check your heart rate. <laughs> and if you got a heart monitor on, uh, it'll tell you if you're on a treadmill, uh, not all the gyms have this, but you can grab onto the handles and, uh, about, I don't know, 10 seconds or so it reads your heart rate and it'll tell you that's how you read your heart rate. How, what is the most important thing you learned from Ben? Oh, uh, that would be probably, uh, water consumption. In terms of what? 
uh, how much I drink. How much do you drink? A lot of water. How much water? Probably uh, 120 ounces a day. Is that a lot? I don't even nah, know. Nah, you know, I, I don't need that much. I'm not working that hard. <laughs> and that's not a crazy amount either. No. But uh, for a guy like me, you know, uh, I'm not as active as I once was because of my past. What is your past? Well, I don't want to get into it. It's a rough thing. Well, then why did you bring it up? Well, because sometimes you need to get things out that your therapist says you should get out. <laughs> okay. uh, you know, I'm trying. All right. Well, uh, thank you very much, Mr. Mudcap. Maybe a we'll pleasure. see you again. Uh, maybe we can bring Ben back in here. All right. Hey, they want you back. All, All right. right. Hey, nice to meet you all. All right. Bye-bye, Mr. Mudcap. Uh, well, he's a good guy. Uh, yeah, I don't know exactly what wealth of information he may be, but... Yeah, he kind of beats around the bush with some stuff. Does he? Yeah, I feel like he talks a, good, a big game. All right. Tell you what, we're going to get started with the show, so Ben, why don't you tell me to get started with the show, would you? Hey, Mark. Yeah, what's that? Wake up. Yeah? Because this ain't a dream. Okay. I'm here. (laughs) From the Mouth Media Network Studios in New York City, and from the same people who brought you Monkey Radio with Mark, this is Funny People Talking with Mark Rako, Danielle Beckman, and Elsie. Welcome back to Funny People Talking. We are here with Alyssa Cohn and the thinner, leaner, younger, sexier Tom Cruise. <laughs> uh, I, will, I will tell you that uh, the sexier part of that was thanks to Miss Alyssa Cohn who made that observation, which is very nice. I just don't want to own the that you're the sexier Tom Cruise. <laughs> no, no, no. You know, I don't really want to insult Tom Cruise. <laughs> oh, well, hey, come on. Tom Cruise is awesome. I know. Yeah. I do think he's awesome. He's awesome for the whole, um, the whole uh, Scientology. That yeah, that I couldn't even say. It. I, I get it. I don't. I you know I love Tom Cruise. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Look, all I can say is, the guy is one of the most successful people in Hollywood. Yeah, which is a hard business to be successful. Mm-hmm. He's helped people. Does all his um, own stunts. He's a guy that doesn't make trouble on set that we hear about anyway. He does his own stunts. He's one of the most fittest people I've ever seen. I mean, to be his age and do the stuff he's doing. I've always been curious if if running scenes are a part of his contract. Like every movie he's in, he has to run. Oh, that's I'm sure a part of the deal. It's got to be. That's I, one I, of the, I, I, I can't remember a movie that he's in where he doesn't have a running scene. And we all wait for that, don't we? Is he going to be like 82 and doing a movie and there's like a wheelchair so. scene? He's got to like really fast do the wheelchair down the path. Nah, know? he'll be flying or something. Like <laughs> that. He will. Yeah. He'll anti-grab by that point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's definitely <laughs> Tom Cruise, I, man. I still believe it. I may have said this on another show, but I sincerely believe this, Alyssa. I believe we are very, very close because you've seen all the stuff with uh, deep fakes mm-hmm. and what they can do with um, synthesizing people's voices and and matching that to text that's been written written mm-hmm. and uh, and you can you know really deeply capture someone's features. And one of the things that's happened with animation of people is that they always look kind of dead in the eyes. Mm-hmm. But now we've been able to start doing these deep fakes. I think we're that much closer to being able to synthesize the sense of life. In people's faces, I think what we're going to start to see is, and I'm interested in your thoughts on this. I think we're going to start to see actors like Tom Cruise be captured and bought out for, let's say, we'll give you seven hundred fifty million dollars, 
and we get 10 pictures. You don't have to do anything after you're fully sampled. So we're going to sample the crap out of your voice. You go to studio for like a week. You say like a 200,000 words or something like that. And we sample all of them. We do incredible sampling of your body, all this 3D sampling. And then, and then we can basically have Tom Cruise movie after Tom Cruise movie completely animated. And you don't, and it looks lifelike. It synthesizes his voice and his reactions. And that's how we're going to start to have the stars once they start to age. And you can, you can get a million. Couldn't you get like Arnold Schwarzenegger and have unlimited Terminator movies by this? Yeah. Is that a good thing? I didn't say it was a good thing. Right. I'm just saying. Economically viable. I think we had so many Terminator movies. I'm glad that, I mean, the new one is like a takeoff from the last one was, yeah. but there's so many in between that are just garbage. Anyway. Um, why don't you like the Terminator movie? I don't know. Well, I love Arnold. He's Arnold's the best. good. So. But they're, you know, the storyline got a little rough there in the middle. Did, did you watch the new one? I haven't seen it. I haven't it seen yet. it yet. Okay. No. Um, is it out yet? I don't think it's out yet. Um, anyway. Joker's the one I'm. I can't wait to see that. Amazing. It looks Cannot uh, wait. Did you hear there was a. Yeah. Did you hear, Alyssa, there was an eight minute standing ovation for Joker? At the Venice Film Festival? No, you're kidding. Minute standing what, So Joker is like from the Batman movie? Yeah, it's the new mm-hmm. movie with um, Joaquin Dark. Phoenix. Yeah, Joaquin Phoenix. Cool. Um, and and it it actually looks like a true, true piece of art. He's he's one of the Master. best actors, if not the best. It looks masterful. Daniel Day has retired. My, pardon me? That's neat. Sounds it's neat. really cool. Um, my wife, Heather, was a background actor in that movie for a few scenes. So that was... so. I'm looking forward to seeing if she gets any FaceTime, any screen time, I mean. Oh, that's cool. So, Okay, so I got to catch up with you a little bit, Mr. Ben. Yeah. Um, what have you been up to since Monkey Radio? You've been... Oh, Mark. What what you been doing? So I know you're, uh, you're a, a, a personal trainer. Yes, uh, so still, doing, still that. doing that. You have um, your own company? I did, yeah, okay. I own my own company. I started working uh, in voiceover. And, okay, like uh, what kind of voiceover? I've been doing that, a little animation. You're doing um, animation, you're doing like character, are you doing like the same character in multiple? Nothing, nothing, uh, or you do like commercial arc. So you're like a, you're like a, you know, when a bear comes on and they're like, I love this toilet paper, yeah, yeah, like that. Okay, um, <laughs> is that your your toilet paper bear? No, voice? that's just kind of what I thought about is that what the Charmin bear would sound like because yeah. it's a voiceover in the Charmin commercial, it's not the bear. The well, bear's just there dancing with toilet paper in the forest. The bear doesn't actually talk? I don't believe the t- bear talks. Oh, I just remember come a, a soothing on. voice telling me how great the toilet paper is. We're blowing is. the lid off this Damn right it. now. Well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go another level, Alyssa. Wow. Oh, we've, right. had a, we've had a guest on this show yeah. who's one of the voices of the Charmin Bears. No way. Really? I swear to God. See? There you go. Uncovered. I totally uncovered. Yeah. Wow. So, debunked. Debunked, debunked even. <gasps> oh, darn it. Did I? Spoiler alert? Did I? Did spoiler I, did I, did alert. I alert. Trigger oh, alert. Damn it. Oh, right. If you're afraid of bears, I know. don't listen to the <laughs> but show. But that wouldn't be a bear. That's not a bear voice for a Charmin commercial. No. That's not an actual bear voice. I mean, it could be a bear voice. I'm okay. just saying, I don't think for that commercial. It wouldn't that be more like, honey, I'm home. Honey, I'm home. You know, take out the, yeah, what do you yeah, want me to do here? It sounds a lot like Mr. Mudkin. <laughs> That, that's his younger brother. Oh, uh, so anyway, so uh, so you've been doing voiceover work, uh, animation. Mm-hmm. That's cool, man. By the way, uh, we did an animated series for Monkey Radio. Yes, we did. But we did our own voices. Yeah. So uh, it's not the same thing. No. What else? What else have you been doing? 
Uh, did some stand up. I'm working on a second did, draft of a script. You did stand up. You know, it's funny because we're invited to come see you do stand up, and we weren't able to go, which yes. I felt really terrible about. Honestly, that's okay. But, um, and how how has that been going? Have you been continuing to do it? I've done stand up a little bit. I know how freaking hard it is. Uh, I took a little break um, mm-hmm. just because I'm working on a script right now, and mm-hmm. voiceovers kind of been. In the forefront, but um, I want to get back up there. And you want to get back up? Yeah, um, definitely. Always. I, I got a challenge. Always got to work on your. I got a challenge for you. Craft. Let's go do an open mic together sometime. Oh, absolutely. What do you say? Yeah, it's a deal. Done. All right. Totally. Because I I've been thinking about it a little bit, but I don't have the time. Have you ever either. done? It? Oh yeah. When was I, the last... did, I <sighs> probably it's probably like four or five years ago I did it, but I still have my jokes. I have more I could write, but I feel different now as a person. I mm-hmm. feel different. Like I go up and do it differently. I've learned. Yeah, you got to go bit. through stuff to yeah. get better. Um, and so, uh, so, so, anyway, I'd love to go try it and just have a little fun. Absolutely. Um, let's do that. That's what, so. You've been doing that. What do you? What is your stand up act like, Ben? Uh, it varies. Um, it opened with just like a bunch of characters, just one right after the other, after the other, after the other. Uh-huh. And uh, then I broke it down and, you know, built intros. Uh-huh. And, um, you know, it's a cool progression. And that's uh, what it's about. So is it a bit like, did you go with the audience? Like, so what if so-and-so, have you ever heard about this? Well, what if no, this No, no, I like, I like, I build up a whole repertoire of like openings for a particular character or whatnot and then i'll kind of just break down what works the best so it might be like chip away at it would it be like say you know when i was eight years old baseball was one of my favorite things and i always took a look at the umpire and then all of a sudden we meet that umpire let's yeah say. it'd be something like that okay you know i'm not um, saying that's but, the act but no no but yeah no, uh, it's more or less most definitely not an intro of yeah. one kind or another gotcha. yeah okay uh that's cool Alyssa, have you ever tried doing stand-up or anything like that? I know. Yes. Great. What was that experience like? What uh, you do it? God. Well, I, so I did – I was in Boston. I, I moved to New York from Boston. So, okay. Wow. Love being town. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Red Sox forever. Uh-huh. And um, <laughs> so just to say that I was at a – I was at a professional maybe turning point in, in my career and – I just got into my head that I wanted to do something that would scare me. Oh, yeah. So I thought, well, I'm either going to take flying lessons or mm-hmm. I'm going to take a stand-up comedy class. So I decided – I couldn't figure out how to get flying lessons in. And arguably stand-up is safer, although – Super. Well, well, I don't know. It's super. That's not what you do, I guess. So I did the class and then I performed for a little while at the comedy studio in Boston, mm-hmm. which is a, a, a group that – Rick Jenkins put together and it's still going strong. It sort of mm-hmm. was like the and it, it it almost was trying to replicate Catch a Rising Star, you know oh, the yeah. famous uh-huh. you mm-hmm. know Boston comedy, um, uh, I guess legacy and pedigree. Mm-hmm. And so it was awesome to be a part of that community for a really short period of time. But then and it, you know it was terrifying, like comedy stand up comedy. I have to hand it to you, like I did not like it. Mm-hmm. It was terrifying. The comics themselves were dark, 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 dark. <laughs> and they never left. They were not supportive of each other's jokes. But what was interesting is a few years later, I actually was um, I was interviewing for this job at Goldman Sachs. Mm-hmm. And I was, you know, I was, this is not right out of business school. It's already a year or two out of business school. So I was a little bit, it was an unusual um, opportunity. It was an, un- I was a non-traditional candidate. So I was talking about whatever I brought to the table. And he said, no, enough of that. The thing you actually bring to the table is your experience in stand-up comedy uh-huh. because that's what we need, people who can be resilient like that. I thought that was very wise. Uh-huh. 
I agree with you. You know, uh, there's a, a group of high-end executives who are going to be coming to Caroline's in October. Yeah. To do a, a show, and they've been going through a program yeah. to learn stand-up comedy. They're coming here. It's going to be for charity. Awesome. And I, I know a couple of them, and they're, they're and then we're going to have them on this show actually the day after. Um, but my point is, is you know, this is definitely because you know for several years and now too, improv was being really looked and still is as a really great tool for team building and mm-hmm. and, and really for salespeople to learn and and more and more now executives to implement. It's really important. I'm everyone in this room knows that it's very it's it's so useful to have those skills in 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 really learning how to listen properly and process information and and not just go first with your ideas but try to incorporate the ideas of others and so forth. And uh, and also just to say yes and also go with the flow. Exactly. Right the ability to deal with each other in whatever shows up. So as an executive coach if yes. I may jump ahead a little bit what do you think Thinking about humor and the process of stand-up comedy, yeah. whether it's the getting up on stage or the formulation of the jokes or the way that you p- process the experience, how do you think that might be valuable for someone who is trying to grow their entrepreneurial career or – or Stand-up comedy? Yeah. Well, what, I mean out of it? in every of way. It? So in every way. So first of all, the number one thing for anybody who wants to grow is get out of your comfort zone. So it's like something that you have to do on stage, out of your comfort zone, really exposed. Also, it's the notion of tr- when you first tr- you know, try a joke or try something out, very often it just sucks. It's mm-hmm. terrible. So it's try, try again and honing something and taking in feedback from others and then – Obviously, uh, using a different a different skill that you would never use. So people mm-hmm. do business writing and people do speaking on the phone. But this is like writing jokes. It's really interesting. How do you then walk around the world and see it differently? And then, of course, presentation skills. Sure. You're getting in front of, a, of an audience is always a good thing. It's a really great way, I think, to learn the difference between what you think is happening with your body and your voice and your mind versus what's really happening. And when you can calibrate that, you start to connect with people. Yes. Um, and it's interesting watching yourself on video. I know we've probably all experienced this. It's, it's, it's usually what you see is not what you think was happening. Mm-hmm. It's I, I can't tell you for me how, the experience that it's been to see myself in films and in TV and go – the the puppeteer inside myself that was, was operating my body and my mouth – was drunk. <laughs> they did not know what they were doing because I, I didn't think I was doing that. So it makes me have to like go, okay, I, I think I have to go this far with things, but I really have to go this far and that either larger or smaller. And that's what intersects with where people's attention is. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, Can I add something to that? Of course. So as a coach, part of what I do is 360 feedback. Have you heard of 360 feedback? I have, but I don't remember what it is. I get feedback about, let's say you, Mark, from everybody around you. So I'd ask Rob, I'd ask Ben, I'd ask your wife, you know, what's what are your strengths and what are your development opportunities and what suggestions do they have? So then it's like very enlightening. It's the first time people have really seen how other people view them because you're the expert on your intention mm-hmm. and everybody around you is the expert in your impact. So as a leader, you have to learn to marry your intention with your impact. Do you find most of the time that's very painful for people? It's also? always painful. Without exception, it's always painful. Yes, it's really difficult because yeah. in any way, looking in the mirror, people are embarrassed by their sure. they're embarrassed by their strengths. They're embarrassed. Anyone's like watching them. It's all embarrassing. But to your point about um, watching yourself on a video, I was once with a client, um, the president of a division, and he's a super nice guy and super humble. He's from Canada. You know how they are. And he, um, uh, it turned out they said about him, he's arrogant. 
I'm like, this guy, I don't know what's coming up. And they, I said, what do you mean he's arrogant? He always interrupts us. Like, well, I, I okay, I'll, I guess I, I'll take that in. So I presented this data to him, and I said, they say you're arrogant because you're always interrupting. <gasps> I don't interrupt. I never interrupt. I get it. As we're talking, 10 seconds later, he interrupted me. And over and over and over. And I see that nobody really knows what comes out of their mouths. True. Yeah. And it's funny because I bet that guy thought, and I could have this wrong, I bet he thought it's that he really wants people to connect with people with the ideas that he has, but he isn't able to navigate the social expectation of allowing someone else to finish their thoughts which makes people feel like their thoughts are invalid. Yeah. And whereas he's probably not arrogant as much as he's excited. Yes. And he wants to participate in those ideas. Absolutely. But that's what we came up with. That's the point. He's the expert in his intention. He's so excited by their ideas. But they're the expert in his impact. He's arrogant. So then you have to then train yourself to figure out what you want to overcome and what you want to change. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Thank you. I got a little, I got a little uh, college class right there. <laughs> so uh, back to Ben, uh, you the stand up. That's cool. Um, yeah. And uh, and you said you're writing. Mm-hmm. What's that? What's that? Is that a script or is it? A yeah, film? I'm working on the second draft of a script. Oh, it's, uh, oh, this is your animated film or yes. animated series, mm-hmm. which shall yet be disclosed. To be disclosed, not yet. It's a big secret right now. A big secret right now. Uh, is there something happening with that that you can't talk about? That's I really don't know. Yeah, kind of, but not really. But, you know. Nothing superficial, not super but possible channels. It's being sorted through that could have results, but you don't know. It's in an ocean. It's in an ocean. You know what I mean? It's in, in, it's in a bottle other, in an ocean, which is better ocean. than it being on land sometimes. So it's out of your hands, in the hands of the currents of other people that may or may not make it to shore. Yes. But it's better than it just sitting in your hand. Yeah, Got Absolutely. It. Yes. And what's next? Like, what's the big dream of the thing that you're aiming for next? Um, well, there's a there's a few different. It's like things, a little but, mini interview here. You know, right. that's, a, that's a loaded own, question. I want my own crack at Ben. You're, actually, you're, yeah. Okay. Fair enough. <laughs> when is this week? It's all good now. Actually, <laughs> yeah, I come in. Ben, this is after your intervention. Like three years, and <laughs> Ben, we've called you here for a reason. Right. right. I'm the coach. Yes. <laughs> Um, I want to get back. I want to get back on stage and start working on a new stand-up okay. routine. That's kind of been in my mind Good. for a while, and now I got some time. So, to get all right, it done. we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna help kick that off together, and just yeah. make it happen, even if it sucks. It's fine. There's it's, plenty of different open we'll mics we can go to. I'm in. Yeah, right. we'll go on like a Friday or uh, yeah, well, yeah, because Friday nobody goes to open mic. No, that's when they all go. I know. That's I, that's the point. I know. You want that support. I know. Were you just like being Tuesday. terrified by that idea? I know. I was I was thinking we'll never get a slot. <laughs> no, no, we'll get a slot. Okay. We just have to get there on you time. Know people in you know it's funny, Danielle, my co host mm-hmm. regular co host, uh she's um uh she actually used to book stand up gigs. Like she was a producer oh, of stand up shows. So interesting. Uh, mm-hmm. She might know some in, some intel. But I might know. I can reach out to a few people. All right. There's one guy who I worked my first time I ever did it, and he was so awesome and so supportive. So I can reach out to him. Outstanding. Yeah. Fun. Yeah. All right. Uh, maybe after we do that, you come back on the show sometime. We can talk about our experience. Definitely. All right. Yeah. All right. So maybe it's time to play. And oh, anything else that we should talk about? Yeah, What's Ben. Your, how's uh, your inner life? Oh, my inner life's beautiful. Tell but us I should about give a it. shout out to Eric Grooms. He's a good guy. Okay. Great stand-up. Um, 
my inner life is great. How is yours? Mine's fantastic. Excellent. We want to hear about yours. Well, I, know. <laughs> I don't know what that is. An inner life is sort of how you're experiencing, you know, like your thoughts and your feelings on the inside, like how you're experiencing life. Which is the most oh. important thing to be experienced. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Are you feeling positively about life these Always. days? Always. Yeah. yeah. Okay, good. Mark, how do you feel? I feel like a seven-year-old girl running screaming from a tractor. I'm... <laughs> <laughs> I have to be honest. I understand, though. Uh, I, I'm actually sort of serious, but... Uh, <laughs> Do you want to talk about it? Not right now. Not here. Mm. Not not in this forum. Well, now I'm just thinking of, like, a cornfield. I'll give you an answer because you deserve one, okay. but I'd rather not use our time here together for that purpose. Yeah, we're okay. we're here hole. to talk about you. Okay. But I'll tell you, you know... Um, I'm growing a company, and yeah. it's uh, it's hard. Yeah, it's hard. Yeah. And there have been many dimensions to it, and as much success as we have, yeah. as much as we've accomplished, there's you know, stress of life. And I have a, a spouse, an, an, a new wife, who has her own complexities going on in her life mm-hmm. that therefore become my complexities, mm-hmm. as mine do hers. And, you know, I've, I've been nothing horrible, but I've been dealing with my own – it's overstating it by saying health issues, but mm. things to pay attention to my health mm-hmm. that add that additional balancing act or, st- you know, stress or mm. things you have to think about. Yeah. Yeah. So my point is inside, yeah. I'm not living calmly wow. and I, and the demands that I've placed upon myself for this job, meaning my job with mouth media and yeah. my job on this show, yeah. um, make, make it so that, uh, I have enormous pressure I've placed on myself and I recognize I've placed it on myself, but I'm sort of in so deep now that a lot of people depend on me and I feel as if to withdraw myself from that would have repercussions on other people Mm -hmm. and the right thing to do is to try to see it through. Mm. Therefore, that stress, pressure, that sort of stuff. So my point is, um, so I don't get a lot of time for Mm self-care or don't feel I have a lot of time for self-care. Join Mm -hmm. a gym. I've been there one time to use the restroom, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but but well, it's only been a couple months. But <laughs> but I but I know this, so I'm. You, you know, didn't tell me any of this. No, I didn't. Well, it's good I'm here. here. <laughs> yeah, it's good I'm here. You so know, my, I, co- I coach so entrepreneurs. I totally get that. I coach entrepreneurs. Yes, you know, and so I can totally relate to where you're coming from, yeah. and everybody can. And it's sort of the compounding of all those things. Plus, I'm sure the ups and downs. Yeah. Like some days it's great and some yeah. days it's like really extra Absolutely. stressful. So can I offer one piece of advice? Of course. Well, if you are talking about your health and like for me, we're all – you know, one way or the other, we all have to protect the asset. So just from – if anyone has health challenges, you have to handle those. But just the basic, you know, care and feeding of your body every day, Yeah, I would really invite you to think about – how are you going to get to the gym in a way it's going to work for you? Whether it's first thing in the morning, middle of the day, end of the day, whatever time, pick a time, put it on your calendar, and then go do something manageable. Mm-hmm. Don't do a big like running thing. Don't be like, oh, I have to lift all these weights. Be like, okay, 10 minutes on the treadmill and I'm done. As a starting point to get yourself into a habit to create that. winning culture. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I understand. That's yeah. interesting. Yeah. Could, like could you do that? Yeah, I think – and you know, one thing also I, I, I that changed for me is yeah. my old job before I went full-time with this, I walked almost – I think it was almost two miles yeah. each way to work. Yeah. And when I started doing this, I don't walk to work anymore. Right. I take the train. Right. And originally I was going to get off at a station that would allow me to still put those two miles in. Yeah. 
life got busy and I right. can't afford that extra right. half hour each Perfect. way anymore. So what about 10 or 15 minutes? Right. So I need to start implementing that. But anyway, so this is yeah. very therapeutic yeah. for me. Yeah. Go ahead. But, um, You're but welcome, anyway, both of still, you. Okay. He's still yeah. staring with yeah. evil judgmental eyes over there. Yeah, I don't loving, know. Loving, loving judgmental eyes. Yes. But, um, but anyway, so uh, thank you. But I wanted to explain my seven-year-old girl running screaming from a tractor yeah. statement because inside um, it's always a little bit of like, you know, keep the wall short up a little bit and, yeah. you know, just keep it going. And and uh, and so I always believe in answering honestly, but I could joke my way through this and ignore it and, and bypass the helping hand, mm-hmm. the interested party. But I think at least a brief, honest answer is always important. Yeah. Absolutely. Agreed. So enough of the comedy part of our show. <laughs> now let's go deep. <laughs> no. So, um, well, Ben, I'm, I'm, I'm glad that you've got some things going on. Um, yeah. I want to ask you one more question before we go away from the Ben thing. And I'm serious. I would like to know one thing. Okay. Since the last time I saw you. Yeah. That was the coolest thing that happened to you that just made you go, this was freaking awesome. Oh, probably uh, booking my first voiceover gig. Yeah? Yeah. What kind of work was that for? Was that for an animated yeah. thing? Yeah. What was it like getting that call or that email or whatever? It was so gratifying. Yeah? So gratifying. Did you did you sort of leap around the room? Yeah, I was really happy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I've been there. I've had that moment. Yeah. Well, you know, it's you work and yeah. work and work. And uh, you just keep pushing. That's yep. what it's about. That's it. With Those everything. Moments. Yeah. But may I also say to you, congratulations oh, on, what? on your marriage. Oh, thank you. And for those, I mean, Heather's an amazing woman. Thank so Mark's you. got a really special girl. Thanks, man. Yeah. 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 Known you guys for what? What are we coming on? Like five and a half, six? Gotta be at least, at right? At least that, if not yeah. more. Yeah. I'm going to have my nine year anniversary here next month in New York. Oh, really? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Well, day before Halloween. Thanks for staying. Hey, glad to be here. All right. I see that as a good point to go into our improv game before we go to our uh, uh, look into Alyssa's uh, world and, and and work and just who she is. I'm going to play a brand new improv game, which I teased earlier in the show. It's called The Interrupter. Mm-hmm. And the idea is that you have a complete conversation with someone. A complete story is told, if you will. Okay. In which you are recounting something, recounting or you something. are describing something, describing. or you are unfolding something. It can be kind of up to you what that is. Okay. But it, it is completely told by two people that are constantly interrupting each other. And neither one com- completely is able to get their part of the story out. But ultimately, by the end, the story becomes something. Okay. And maybe that's the pieces of all the parts. The, the, or the, all the pieces put together somehow told the story. We've never played this before. We don't know how it's going to go. I feel like that girl, you and the corn thing running through the field on the tractor. Do you? Yeah. No, on the tractor. Is that what you said? <laughs> Was it on a tractor? No, from a tractor. I, See, said, that, I'm a, dude, I said, I'm the tractor. That Oh, you're the tractor. I'm the tractor. Well, I'm not you're riding the, the tractor. You're that's the screaming little girl. What kind of show are we running? <laughs> okay. All right. I know. But it got me thinking about a lot of cornfields. By the way, I do realize how sexist it was for me to say it was a seven-year-old girl screaming. That was unfortunate. <laughs> that was definitely not 2019 of me. It was a seven-year-old or 70-year-old, because I don't want to discriminate on age. On age. Um, asexual, <laughs> I don't know, a fish. An asexual tractor. Exactly. Running, f- who may or may not have been running slash jogging. We don't know. Slash riding their wheelchair to or from 
attractor. A lot of questions. It's a lot of questions. So <laughs> this is the interrupter. Uh, ben and I will start, and then um, we'll, we'll do a, a round with – you know, I actually have an idea. Let's do one round. Let's have us all play together. I think a group uh, interruption should be fun. Okay. Let's see how that works. Let's, okay. Just Everyone buckle up. Okay. <laughs> Alyssa, I would like to ask you yeah. to just give us a location anywhere in the world, any type of location. We'll use that as a context for the okay, story. Okay, Boulder, Colorado. Okay. So I don't know if you've ever been to Boulder, Colorado, Alyssa, but I have to tell you that recently I took a flight and it was diverted to Boulder, Colorado. Boulder, Colorado? You're kidding. Yeah, They're the was... ones that just decriminalized right. all su- – oh, so we're doing this now? Yeah. Because you're – oh, okay. I'm, I'm acting. <laughs> Okay. You just interrupt when I'm you sorry. want to start. I'm acting. I'm acting. By the way, it's okay. By the way, I haven't really done any acting in a while. Do you know how long it's been? So I did it acting. Didn't go, it's been like radio? Radio? It didn't Too, go really well. No, it just went to, <laughs> Don't no, beat yourself. It was up. when I did Blue Bloods. I I oh. did Blue Bloods. I haven't acted. All. I'm still doing the game. Oh, all right. Oh, he's all right. The, and that game reminded me of the quest to switch. Uh, to switch the transporter in my time machine. Time had become short, uh-huh. and Dr. Parnassus and I were very quickly to well, understand... I love Dr. Parnassus. He's my favorite doctor. <laughs> Do somebody, I keep going? Oh, did I don't somebody know. say doctor? He's a doctor of time. And so, somebody say doctor because I was just the other day telling one of my clients he should really go to the doctor because, you know, his leg fell off. And I just thought, like, everyone's noticing, and you are really, well, you can't hide it anymore. He should absolutely go to the doctor. That was in Boulder, Colorado. Oh, That's I why I had to come Boulder, home. Colorado. Did I tell you about the time that my flight was diverted to Boulder, Colorado? It was terrible. There was this woman who threw up on the plane, and it was so bad. That I threw actually... up one time. I was in Portugal giving a talk, and it was, like, really stressful. And at the very end that night, I had some fish, and it didn't quite agree with me. So there I was in the in the hotel room in Portugal, oh throwing up. It was miserable. Portugal waiting reminds for... me of all the times that I flew over there to watch the tennis match. <laughs> Both me and Marianne would follow each other to the <laughs> deep realms. Am I doing it right? <laughs> No, you're not now. I don't understand You were. I don't understand what there is not to understand. Well, well, it's actually pretty straightforward. I mean, Marianne and I. (laughs) Marianne, I remember back in the day. I used to watch Gilligan's Island. I love Gilligan's Island. I watched that too growing up. And boy, oh boy. It was super fun. So anytime anyone says a three-hour cruise, I'm all like, a three-hour cruise. cruise. Have you ever been on a cruise? I really want to go on a cruise. My wife and I have talked about going on a cruise. Maybe one of those Alaskan cruises so you can see the northern lights. I heard that's really nice, actually. And it's like not a big ship, so you're not with like a million people. Right. But I'm very excited about the new movie coming out with The Rock, Jungle Cruise. But I'm a fan of everything The Rock does. Actually, I looked at that movie. It sounds terrible. You know now you guys are having a conversation. <laughs> it sounds terrible. It sounds terrible. You're not interrupting yeah, but, anymore. But, you're like, a chat. like Skyscraper <laughs> was, was terrible, <laughs> but it was still great because The Rock's in it. Oh, that's true. The Rock is good. You, know, who the, you know what The Rock's not in? That movie, The 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 Lighthouse. which <laughs> No, he's not. He's not in The Lighthouse. <laughs> with Willem Dafoe and yeah. Robert... Patterson, Patterson, right? Right, Robin, it's Patterson, not Patterson. Patterson. Sorry, I'm sorry. That's right. So, um, but <laughs> I don't read the papers. Have you ever actually been in a lighthouse? Yeah, I have a it's, couple times. It's one of my favorite things to do. Is it's to go real up in a lighthouse. It's kind of cool. creepy. Although I went to a lighthouse one time and it wasn't um, open all the way, so I couldn't go all the way up the stairs. I just it was like in and partially walk out. Cu- closed. You know, I can't stand stairs. I have to say, it's this kind of thing that everyone's like, "Oh, stairs are good for you." I don't think stairs are good for me. I like a good elevator every day. 
day of the week, and I always look for the escalator. I know it's not very PC, but that's how I do it. God, there's so many videos out there of kids <laughs> getting their feet stuck in escalators. That actually happened when I was younger. I got my galoshes mm-hmm. stuck in uh, an escalator, and it was very scary. And then a, a man came and saved me, and my mother gave me a grilled cheese sandwich. Oh, grilled cheese are... sandwich? I love grilled cheese sandwiches. <laughs> yeah, grilled cheese sandwiches are good. Now, how do you cook a grilled cheese sandwich? How do you cook your <sighs> grilled cheese sandwich? Well, Although I don't think a... you eat I no, 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 Ben no, no, does sandwiches. not eat a single no, grilled no, no. cheese sandwich. I bet he's never, just... he never met a grilled cheese sandwich. I bet he can't even oh, spell grilled oh, cheese sandwich. Oh, please. <laughs> I mean, you got to have cheat days. I mean, you guys don't even know. He's so hot and sexy. You have oh, no idea. That. He's standing in his chair. The guy has never. I haven't even said the word carb in his life. No, 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 I have. I, I, I've definitely been down that road, I promise. <laughs> I don't know what to say at this point. I'll make a grilled cheese sandwich ever the hell you want me to make it. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> Alyssa's like, yes, you will. <laughs> I would put a little butter in there. Interesting. I would do it the right way. If you're going to do a grilled cheese sandwich, yeah. like do it the right way. Put a little bacon in there and some tomato Ooh, at the end. Tomato's Ooh. good on a yeah. grilled cheese sandwich. Right? Um, and a little ketchup is not always bad. I've a never had ketchup little on bit. a grilled cheese sandwich. A little bit. Now, now, you know what's great on fries instead of ketchup is... Uh, don't say vinegar, 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 don't say vinegar. Honey honey mustard. Yes. Now what what kind of honey mustard? I got a horrible honey mustard story. That's just heartbreaking. Honey mustard story. Okay, so we all know doesn't have one. Right. Okay, so uh I was getting this honey mustard that Heinz made for years, right? And what is the brand? Goldens? That makes Gold, the, Goldens. Goldens. So they came out with a spicy honey mustard, and it was the best. It was the best. And only West Side Market had it. Like, Fairway didn't have it. Uh, Gristides didn't have it, though. The Gristides near me, which is now closed, was like the worst-smelling store. You didn't try Trader Joe's, did you? No, they don't I can't they don't stand care. Trader Joe's. I don't know what the big deal about Trader Oh, man, I love Trader, Trader Joe's. Joe's. I'm I, from, I I'm from California, I though. So care I'm for like, it. It's in my it doesn't blood. make sense to me, the layout there. I don't understand. Although, worse than that, for me, is Fairway in their checkout process. It's so weird. If yeah. you're from New York... I don't know if Fairway's just in New York or what, but Fairway has a terrible checkout process. It's like it's they stand rough. there and they like yell at you, you know, like twenty three, exactly four. Exactly. <laughs> what do colorblind people do in Whole Foods with the color? Well, when you know something's on sale, with the tags that are on sale, yeah, is that what you're talking about? No. Oh, what were you talking, talking about? You know, how they have the color display at the register, so you know which I which number yours corresponds oh, to yeah so it's like it says number two but it's in the blue stripe well it probably blacks out i would imagine oh maybe so that yeah, okay but i gotta tell you something i have not noticed lower prices at whole foods no no wow that is a that's a point of controversy isn't it, it yeah. you know the it's whole annoying. foods amazon situation <laughs> yeah it's, it's just fraught with <laughs> well i get my vegetables at whole foods i don't like trader joe's vegetables Interesting. I'm not a fan. i get lemons at trader joe's because you know that goes in the <laughs> chicken um, but I, I, I figured out when this game is over. Are we it's still when, it's, it's, The it's, game ended quite a while it, ago. It's when it stops being interrupted. We end up like really listening to each other because it's an interesting. That happened about five minutes ago. <laughs> can I? <laughs> yes, it did. And can yeah. I just take a minute to yeah, say yeah. I didn't finish my mustard story. I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm sorry. So, we're still playing the game. Yeah, because we're oh, trying to interrupt. Well, you. I just no, want to finish the story. Now, Go ahead, finish oh, it. Okay. Right. And this stuff was we're... so good, you guys. And it's <laughs> not like that other honey mustards where you're like, oh, it's just too sweet. It was spicy honey mustard. Okay. They stopped carrying it, and they replaced it with the chipotle honey mustard, and it's just not the same. It doesn't have the grainy mustard seeds, which makes it a thing, and I'm just, you know, I don't want to talk about it anymore. Yeah, yeah. 
Ben's like, I'm over it. I'm over this. Yeah, I'm over it. Yeah. Stupid. One store, and one store in the whole city is going to carry you. Yeah. Luckily, it was around the block. I'm not complaining. It's like 100 feet away. Is that your number one thing to dip something in? Is that a barbecue sauce, man? Barbecue sauce? Yeah. All day long. What about you, Alyssa? Mustard. Straight, but straight mustard. Like yellow? Yellow. Or a little of the hot and spicy, the Goulden's classic. No. Don't like the grape poupon. A little too much nose hot for me. I got you. But really, it's it's oh. a mustard. Yeah. And I also want guacamole, girl. I love guacamole. Guilty as charged. Mark? My favorite thing is something It's called uh, in Rochester, where I'm from, mm-hmm. uh, there's uh, a place called Country Sweet Chicken Wings. Mm. And in Wegmans, which there soon will be in oh, Brooklyn. Exciting Queens, Wegmans. The Ascension of Wegmans. I am so excited. Yeah. What is this? Wegmans is... is um, a supermarket chain that originated in Rochester that's now up and down the eastern seaboard, and we're going to have one in Brooklyn, I believe it is, yep. being built. Um, I promise it will be your favorite store. Although you will um, not travel all the way to Brooklyn. That's for true. Such a store. I don't oh, travel to Brooklyn for it's, much. Yeah. It's pretty. It's, it's good. Pretty but awesome it ain't that store. good. All right. It's also considered the the best place to work. Yes. In the country, I that's think. That's right. It's oh, really, it's really Costco. I believe. Yeah. It's so a special it's, place. It's a special place. So anyway. Okay. Like when people go to Rochester, like from other countries, mm-hmm. it's, it's one of the places they visit is the main Wegmans. I went to school at Cornell, and like people flocked in Ithaca. People. Yeah. Flock to Wegmans. I'll have to yeah. check that out. Yeah. Anyway, uh, so they do sell them in Wegmans also in addition to going to this place called Chunk Country Sweet Chicken Wings. Mm-hmm. That it's this um, – it's a sweet and spicy, almost marmalady kind of vinegary sauce mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. just makes the chicken wings unbelievable. Wow. And so I buy bottles of this and, yeah. and yeah. when I'm in Rochester and bring them back and we use them for dip. And the best thing they can be is like if you have chicken. Mm-hmm. So we'll like broil chicken just, just – plain mm-hmm. and then just dip that in the wow. sauce which totally. negates the healthiness of the broiled chicken i guess yeah. but yeah. it's delish so. i i mean a lot of people don't do condiments and i i do barbecue sauce like i used to do sweet baby rays mm. but then i, I realized um because it's, it's all corn syrup yeah. sugar, all so sugar. all right um, you tried making your own yeah so i've made my own but i actually um all the varieties at trader joe's are pretty damn good though they got rid of this korean barbecue sauce i oh, mean it was geez. all sugar but it was yeah. so good <laughs> Mm. You know how right. sounds good. Nah. Yeah. Well, yeah. I say I say we take a quick break and then we get to Alyssa so we can get to end of shoot show food faster. So, um, <laughs> Standing between us and end of show food is you know, Alyssa. Yes, I, thank I you. I don't very know much. if that game worked, but it generated an interesting conversation. Yes, so, it did. Uh, so that was it for the interrupter or whatever it was. Don't um, try this at home. That was like the fire starter. It got it going. Right? Yeah. That's a good actually, you know what I think that is? That's actually a good improv exercise mm-hmm. to interrupt each other because what you're actually doing is listening to each other so you can interrupt. Yeah. I think. So yeah, that's my justification. Zip zap zap. Ooh. Yeah, I know the game. Right. Uh, all right. We are going to take a quick break when we come back. It's Alyssa Cohen, all about her and everything she does right after this. You know those sketches on Saturday Night Live that go on a little too long? And now we're way past funny and into painful, and you wonder if there's smoke in the control room and everyone is just unconscious and everyone on the stage has just kept going because nobody told them to end the scene and go to commercial? We hope to be that good one day. This is Funny People Talking. All right, everybody, we are back. We didn't go anywhere. Can we go anywhere? <laughs> no, <laughs> still here. <laughs> hey, Billy, get out of the window. <laughs> I 
I don't know. God. Sorry about that. Anyway, before we get started with the segment, I do need to get a bit of housekeeping out of the way. Something we do every episode. This is not something we've done before together, Ben. But on this show, every episode, we do our appeal to Tina Fey. Uh, we have a great goal to get Tina Fey to participate in the show in some way, shape, or form. So on every episode, we appeal to the comedy gods with a prayer, a seance, a song, whatever strikes you. Um, I'm going to pray to the comedy gods right now and put it out to the universe. If you feel in any way you wish to participate, that's totally up to you. And you're welcome to join. Um, and uh, that's it. So I'm going to do it right now. Um, oh, comedy guys, oh, Tina Fey, we love you. Please come on the show. We love you. You know, usually I have people doing this with me. It does feel weird doing it by myself, but it's okay. Tina Fey, it's very odd. you are the best. We love you. Please join our show at some point in any way. Call in, drive by, send a note, come on the show. We don't care. We love you. Amen. Thank you. Uh, Alyssa Cohen, you are an executive coach. Yeah. You're a very nice person. Thank you. Uh, I can tell instantly that's so nice um and thank you for being here we're, we're i'm delighted. so delighted we're to be we here tried this is so times. ben by the super way this is probably quirky. like the fourth or fifth time we've tried to make this happen yeah finally the schedule yeah yeah oh, you, so happy. you too yeah yeah oh. she's a very, very busy i'm a busy person, girl so. hey, yeah i'm glad, um, I'm glad we all make it work. i'm so happy to be here for the reunion Woo-hoo. yeah i know it's yeah, so yeah. fun it's a leg kick yeah <laughs> you see that man? um i know it's close it was pretty close to a leg kick i made air you made air yeah i'm not much effort Alyssa, uh, yeah. I know that you are an executive coach. Yeah. But if I can take that away from you for just a second as yeah. your moniker, as your as your what you do. Yeah. Who are you? What are you? What what is it that you do? So for example, I could be an actor, maybe that's my actual profession, but maybe that's not really what I am. Maybe I'm a storyteller. Okay. Maybe I got it. Uh, you know, whatever it is. So what do you think you are? I'm a bright light. Explain. Which means okay. that I am a truth teller, which means I show people the light. I sort of light up dark spaces. And also, I hope I bring energy and positivity to my clients, to companies, and to the world. I get that because as a, I used to be a headshot photographer. Oh, neat. And one of the things that I often found, what it was, it was the sliver in between the moments that if we captured that, that was the bright light you're talking about. Mm-hmm. To me, it was. And often it would show people that they're beautiful in a way that they'd never seen themselves before mm-hmm. because we just caught that quick moment in between moments that the light caught them right. They looked a certain way. We got the right angle and it captured them at their most physically and maybe spiritually beautiful. Mm-hmm. It was that bright light. I had to show it to them and then they could believe it because it was it – was, uh, That's a gift. It's a gift you gave them. Yeah. I guess I guess it was. They paid me, so I didn't look at it that way. But yeah, that was a gift too. so thanks. Yes, it was a gift. <laughs> uh, thank you. And you know, it's funny because a lot of people said you should do this as like a full time total gig, and I was like, you know, the minute I do that, it's going to take all of the fun mm-hmm. and interest out of it. There'll be pressure mm-hmm. to find that sliver in between mm-hmm. the moments, mm-hmm. and I don't want the pressure. Mm-hmm. I just want to discover it. That's mm-hmm. the cool part, right? Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. back to you. Mm. I'm also a seeker. Explain. Well, just that I'm interested in knowing more about what's out there, what's true, um, exploring my own sort of self-actualization, self-expression, and helping people other helping other people explore their own self-actualization and do self-expression. You, do you think you're better at this, uh, like naturally or organically? How much of this is Alyssa is actually got a skill built into her versus you learned things and therefore you're good at it? In terms of being a coach. Or in terms of being, in terms a, of being a light bringer and a seeker. 
Well, I think it's about, it's my natural, it's my nature. So it's, these are both of my nature. And I think that as I've been able to kind of strip away a lot of the doubt and my own imposter syndrome and my, you know, insecurity and also social pressure to be a certain way. Mm -hmm. And the more I've been able to really own those two and a number of other ideas, um, the, the more I'm able to just fully express them. Okay. And also, I would say as you do something more and more and you get more positive feedback for it, which I have, and also you get more confident and a little bit of age, it really helps consolidate kind of the essence of who you are if, you, if you're looking for it. So, uh, Alyssa, let's unpack what you do exactly. So you're an executive coach. What For those who don't have one or yeah. or don't completely understand what that is, yeah. what exactly is it and why are you someone that someone should actually employ? Mm-hmm. At, like, what do you bring to the table that – you know, how dare you? <laughs> how dare you come to me yeah. and say, I can make your your business life and your life better. Why you is the question. <laughs> and I mean that with all with love. respect yeah. and love. Absolutely. Yes. Well, uh, so first of all, an executive coach is somebody, or I'll, I'll say for myself, I'm somebody who helps people assess where are they, where are they going, and how they're going to get there. And also the notion of, of moving forward faster. Right. So being able to shortcut learning and growth and be more rapid and be able to do that. I work a lot with CEOs of startups and founders and co-founders and executive teams of startups, but also large public companies. And um, I mean, the cheeky answer is somebody should hire me because of the 18 years of success that my clients have had as a result of working with me. And I think about that every day. But I would add that what I'm really good at is helping remind people of what they already know. But also because I've seen that movie before, I have a lot to say about how people are operating that just is super helpful for them and that can provide clarity. So what is it that gives you that skill set? Did you yourself have a business success that you then exited and started doing this? Uh, Have you had formal education that's trained you how to do this? Or do you just have a certain way of putting things together and seeing things and explaining them to people that somehow connects with them? Which which of these is true and which are uh, the strongest part of it? Yeah, well, I'd say it's yes and, right? So I have a natural for whatever uh, attraction that people come to me to ask me for advice. So I don't know that was always true. People, my, my friends would always ask me for career advice or even for kind of life advice. I remember also when I was in fifth grade, we were doing a little play and all the kids would come to me and ask me if they could be this part or that part or this part. Literally, I was like, why are you guys asking me? And I didn't really know. But I have that a little bit of that nature for better and for worse. And my boyfriend certainly would say it's sometimes for worse. Um, you know, I've been called bossy before. But uh, then I think – then certainly I was an executive in this in startup world. I was CFO of one startup, the head of strategy of another startup. I was in the consulting world, a strategy consultant for a little while. I have my MBA. I'm a CPA. So I have a strong business background. And then also I've been you know, teaching myself about principles of psychology for a long time. So um, I, I have a strong psychological orientation. And I think the combination of that is helpful. And also for whatever reason, when I give, when I give people direct feedback, they're able to handle it. And that's very valuable for people. What do you find as far as the social dynamic aspect goes when it comes to working with a new client? If they're a little hesitant or how do you get through to somebody who's maybe not open to your ways? Of- yeah. So actually, it's a great question. And I love skeptics. And I have to say that I think a lot about when I'm meeting somebody new for the first time. I think about adding value in 20 minutes. 
So really what that's about is listening deeply to that person, understanding where, where they're coming from, asking the right questions, asking powerful questions to get them to think, and then summarizing what they just said because people don't feel listened to in a way that helps them take action on that. Mm-hmm. And that can be very quick when you know what you're doing. So you're giving them a little justification mm-hmm. by letting them hear their own thoughts. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. It's really awesome to feel mirrored. Right. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. And also sometimes you don't know what you say. You don't know what you're thinking until you say it out loud. Mm-hmm. And also you don't know what you're thinking or what you said until someone repeats it back to you. Yeah. You know, that interpretation is very important. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I always read out loud. You do? Yeah. And um, I just read some study. One of my clients was mentioning that uh, reading out loud helps you in memorize and interpret what you've been reading like 20 to 50 percent more oh and um i've always done that and uh i find that that really helps um just with everyday awareness yes Uh, it really helps open up a lot of just different diameters in life that you normally wouldn't have and just interacting with other people and hearing what they have to say and yeah yeah training your ear Mm -hmm. yeah that's really interesting yeah yeah that's really cool that you do that you know, it's interesting to hear how many startups you work with. Yeah. Um, especially when, in many cases, startups don't have money. Mm. Often, the people running startups don't have money. They're mm. they're they're quite poor in many cases. <laughs> I'm not sure which startups not, you're talking about. <laughs> well, okay. Well, let's talk about that. What are you talking about? Well, so, the startups so are that I work funded with, funded startups. Yeah, funded okay, startups. V- venture venture back startups is got what it. I typically work with. Okay, got it. I also work with self funded startups, but again, they have ongoing cash flow. Got it. Yeah. Okay. Because uh, I, I was curious not about whether there's help you can give. Yeah. Uh, but but um, how you would even attract people who were in a position to have an ongoing yeah. retainer or yeah. fee or whatever. That's so, a pretty important part of it. Of course. It yeah. Is. So, mm-hmm. okay. Um, not just so you get paid, but also so they can maintain. Oh, yeah. You know, so that it's the work can get done. Totally. You know, so. Yeah, that's right. I'd love to know about the um, the favorite part that you have about what you do. Mm. What, what is the part that – actually, let's talk about both ends of it. Okay. What's the part of your work that mm-hmm. drive you freaking mad, <laughs> just kills you? And then what's the part that all of a sudden fills the gas tank back up and you say, I forgot why I do this and I remember now? Hmm. Um... As if you ever forget. Well, so I love my work. I love, 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 love my work. And it's very extremely gratifying to be able to turn the light on for somebody mm. and to sort of see and see hear. Moment. Yeah, to see that moment. It happens over and over and over. And then also to hear back from them. They say, oh, your voice is in my head that I'm you know, going to do this. It's like 8, 10, 12 years later. That's really awesome and powerful. Oh, yeah. mm-hmm. And to be able to be there for somebody in a time of need or crisis, it's really gratifying. And then also the intellectual challenge of like, what's going on over there? Mm-hmm. Like, where's, what's happening with you that keeps happening? Like, I, I think it's very interesting. And it's also really interesting to be constantly wondering, right, what's the right tool for right now? And to listen to that inner still voice that really helps guide me in terms of what's the, t- right, what's the right tool right now. It's like all of it is very rewarding and very um, satisfying, but especially when I can see that a group of people has been changed because of me. Uh, it's interesting you say group of people too. So sometimes the change in one person yeah. can ripple through a butterfly well, effect mm-hmm. for an entire That's group. That's yeah. why I like to work with the CEO because the CEO is the one who has that impact. But I also do team offsites. And um, off-sites and facilitation. And so you can see yeah. a group come together differently. How do you deal with 
deal with the wrong word. How do you work with people who, let's say, have a different way of thinking? For example, uh, two of my team members are on the on the autism spectrum. Oh, wow. They're very high functioning. Uh-huh. But consequently, they think quite differently than I do. They mm-hmm. see the world differently. They process differently. In some cases, it causes communication difficulty. Um, in some cases, it op- it becomes a superpower. Mm-hmm. You know, it depends on what we're dealing with. Um, so I would imagine that working with people across a wide range of personalities – Yeah. You know, you develop a skill set and you learn how to handle different people and what they need and what they look for. But then there must be a major recalibration that needs to be made when you're working with someone, let's say, that's a high functioning on the spectrum or something like that. How do well, you that's pretty that? extreme, okay. right? That that kind of behavior, or so as you say, like on the spectrum is a little bit extreme in terms of what I normally would work with. Okay. But uh, I think there are three things. Like number one, the most important thing is to build a relationship with that person. And you got to find a way to build a relationship in their language, right. not in your language. Okay. Number two, it's to figure out what's what's success for that person. What are the person's goals and and dreams? What are they trying to get done? And see how you can uh, find a way to feed into that mm-hmm. to get wins from them. And then that's the best way to influence people is to really figure out how can I help you. And then the third is what are their values? How can I motivate people to be helpful and supportive? By way of values, because some people value, I like to have fun in the workplace. Some people value, I want to have meaning and purpose in the workplace. Mm -hmm. Some people value, you know, being able to have power and status. And none of those are bad, even if they're different from your values. But most of the time, people have different values at work than you do. And discovering what those are is really, really helpful in working with people. Hmm. If you had advice to give to somebody, what would you say are your tools mm-hmm. that you use mm-hmm. to wake up in the morning and tackle a rough day or oh, yeah. get through a rough day. What do you tell someone and what would you use? Well, so right. So I'm my best customer. Like mm-hmm. I walk my talk every minute of every day and I would say the tools that I use, um, well, certainly fitness every day. That's a big tool of mine and it helps like reset the mood because the person who wakes up in my pajamas like is not the person I want to have to unleash into the world. So fitness every day is a very big tool for me. Also really thinking about how your day is going to go, structuring and planning your day. It's very, very helpful. And also what what's the kind of self-talk that you want to consciously infuse into your head? So I might be like, I got to be civilized eight in the morning, which means I woke up super early to work out and I'm like not in a great mood and I'm not so sure about this group or whatever I'm doing. And I consciously think about, listen, what is this about for you? And I know that one of my values is to make a difference, to mm-hmm. make a difference. And so I'm thinking, don't be thinking it's 8 o'clock and it's traffic going to be late. Think about how you're going to make a difference for this group right here mm-hmm. and right now. And for all of us to connect to those things, it just changes the way you work through life. Absolutely. All right. One last question for me. Yeah. And that is, um, here we are in Funny People Talking. Here we are. Here we are. So funny. So much talking. <laughs> What's that, Ben? You have something to say. I was just going to say here we are, but I think okay. you know. How do you think about humor in the work that you do? And, yeah. and, and, and I see it in, in at least minimally two different paths. Mm-hmm. One is how you yourself mm-hmm. use hum- humor or utilize humor for your own balance as well as the way you communicate with people mm-hmm. to help things open up or um, – maybe an icebreaker or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. And then the, especially in the earlier parts of getting to know someone. Mm-hmm. And then the other path I could see is t- teaching people or coaching people 
on how to utilize or integrate humor into work they do. I'm speaking separately than like encouraging people to try stand up or 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 yeah. utilize improv. I'm talking about the actual nature of humor, yeah. of comedy itself. Yeah. Do you have an answer for that? Yeah, definitely. So, uh, one of my signatures, one of my signature styles, has to do with being kind of a little irreverent, and definitely not being corporate, and definitely being more casual and more informal rather than formal and corporate. And so humor is a part of that, is that I can be irreverent and I can be funny and we can joke around. And when the coach shows up, it should be like taking your medicine. When the coach shows up, it should be the best hour of your day. And part of my ability to do that is like, you know, I like to joke around and joking around people is helpful. And it helps the, it helps the process a lot more if we can have fun together. Yeah. Very interesting. Mm-hmm. Well put. Thank you. Thank you. How can people connect with you, follow you, or... Get in touch with you. They can follow me on Twitter. That's at Alyssa Cohn, A-L-I-S-A-C-O-H-N. They can find me on LinkedIn. Go to my website, AlyssaCohn.com, A-L-I-S-A-C-O-H-N. Ben, there are no E's in any of my names. None. None. No E's. I live in an E-free world. You feel good about this. I do. I'm empowered. Yeah, you are. Nice. (laughs) When I was growing up, my phone number was all even numbers. Whoa. All of the the even numbers. All the the things. There was a two, a four, a six, an eight, and a zero. Wow. He ran for the cycle over there. I know. Amazing. Those zeros were tough, though, on those rotary phones. Yeah, Yeah, that's a time thing. (laughs) (laughs) And for those of you who don't know what a rotary phone is, Ugh. seriously, get a history book out. I'm not even <laughs> Look that old that I know what that is. You know what a rotary of phone course, is. Of course, no, I do, I do. I'm just saying, if you don't, come on. Come on. Come on. Did, did you – I'm not I – have, I have an inkling of how old you are, but don't actually know your age. Right. Ben. Um, no, how, I mean, I have an idea, but I yeah. don't know the exact – year and um <laughs> did you have a rotary phone growing up or or did you uh, my grandma did grandma in one of the rooms everything else was a push now her his grandma had one in one of one the of rooms. the rooms yeah he and was it was about that. i was up with one so yeah. how's that how's that yeah heavy no he wanted to distance himself from you from the point of view of no. age that was oh. pretty clear <laughs> I was the intent. The intent was right there. around all day, just like yeah. It was a little aggressive. His answer was a little little aggressive. It was. It was. It was comedically passing aggressive. Yeah, Yeah. it really didn't mean to come out that way. Yeah, I like old stuff. Your intention was straight old. Intention, (laughs) intention versus impact. This has been previously mentioned. I like those old phones. They're very heavy, by the way. Extraordinarily well made. Yes, <laughs> and it sucked. You got like to the like the the final number, and you missed dial. And you're like, damn it, you son of a all the way. Uh, to the beginning again. Yeah, they don't make those so, anymore. They don't make microwaves good anymore. I don't know I about don't it all. Know. Uh, who knows? Nah, gotta ask that Mister nah. Mud 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 Cap Cap Cap. That's what it is. Uh, anyway, um, Alyssa, thank you so much for sharing so much about what you do. I'm really inspired by not just what you do, but the way you think about it and all of the insight you've brought in our little. Our little playlet here. Thanks. So I uh, think it was so much. fun to be here. I yeah. loved it. Well, it ain't over yet because oh, just it ain't after over this, yet. it's time for end of show food because the end of the show. End of show so we'll and also food. Right back after this with end of show food.
Connect with the show at Mouth Media Network or at our website, funnypeopletalking.com. And please, for the love of all that is holy, subscribe to the show and leave us a damn review and a really, really good rating on iTunes. Pretty please? Thank you. Now this, and we're back. So, um, and it's the end of the show, which means end of show food. That's right, end of show food. So, uh, since Elsie's not with us today, and Elsie normally does our end of show food, I'm actually uh, feel that uh, with respect to Elsie, it's nice to. I don't see why our guest should have to suffer just because Elsie's not here. So. Grabbed a couple I want of I want the whole treatment. Really fun thing. So what happens is normally on the show, Elsie searches far and wide, yeah, uh, high and low, and everywhere she can go, online and physical stores, to find really interesting and different things for us to taste and uh, an experiment with. Sometimes it works out really well. Sometimes it's a little scary. Never really know. And the way that this works is uh, we'll we'll each have a I'll explain what we have. Um, Ben's pre- preparing. Thank you. And uh, thank and, you. And then uh, can I have the package so that. I can read it if yes. you don't mind. Thank you. I hope it's not alligator sausage. It's not because I just had that. It's not. So um, in any event, like chicken. Hmm, so so <laughs> so basically, what we do is uh, is we taste it, and hopefully we enjoy it. If we don't, we don't, and then we rate it on a scale of chickens. Okay. Every time. Okay. And so it's the number of chickens that scale is is entirely up to you. Okay. And uh, you don't have to be nice about it, and and uh, you can explain why your rating is, and uh, hopefully enjoy it. So today, in honor of Ben, because Ben, uh, I know maintains a pretty healthy uh, regimen of food. Yeah. <laughs> often involving chicken, as we mm, mentioned. Yes. Uh, I've decided to get mighty spark. Chicken snack stick. It's 60 calories per stick. A pretty sizable and thick stick, actually. Yeah. It's cranberry and ginger flavor. Wow. It, it, it's it's chicken weird. that never had antibiotics, <laughs> no hormones. It's uh, gluten-free. That's like the best part. And it was even inspected <laughs> by the U.S. Department of Agriculture, if that wasn't enough for you. And what I love is when you take the chicken stick out, there's a little thank you. Behind it, which just makes me feel good about the experience. So if you want to try your chicken stick, your ginger and cranberry, or is that what I said it was? Here we go. Cranberry and ginger. Ready? One, two, three, go. That's not bad. Mm -mm. To me, it's a little um, Thanksgiving turkey Yeah. It almost has a little essence of a honey mustard situation. It does. (laughs) Right? Right? There's really actual good. little cranberries in it. Mm-hmm. Uh huh. Little. Hmm. That's good. That was pretty good. I like that. Pretty good. Not bad. Yeah. I'm giving it eleven thousand six hundred and eighty-two point three chickens. Out of. Out of. Oh. You forgot that number. Just say twelve thousand. Oh what? Just say like twelve. Well, is it supposed to be a high rating? Out of. Uh, Did you uh, really like it? Out of. Um, Thirteen thousand. Okay, oh, excellent. That's what really was the good. discounts for? What was, what was the loss of points for? You know, um, it just feels like processed food. Yeah, yeah. So I think I have to just take it on down a notch for that. I feel on the scale of processed food, it's not exactly a banquet chicken dinner, mm-hmm. but but you know, it's definitely it's definitely yeah. the processed 
area there. What about you, Ben? What's your? What's it, your... It, it was good. You like uh, eight out of ten chickens. Eight out of ten chickens. Yeah. So uh, eight, 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 with a little accent going to it. Yeah, I uh, <laughs> I thought the best part about it was when you said it was like gluten free and organic. That was the best part. That was the best part. Yeah, not Just what no was one. in it, but it was surprisingly tasty. So in other words, if it tastes crap, at least you weren't putting crap in you as much as you could. Hey, you know what? Rules to live by, folks. <laughs> I, I give this an eleven out of fourteen. I enjoyed it. I did enjoy it. But I did not – I felt like I wanted some – like I want my wife to taste it, but I don't want to buy it again. I, I feel like I want my wife to taste it is a great way to get out of stuff. Yeah, I <laughs> Here, I taste this. Smell this. I'm sorry. Yeah. I think I'd rather have my wife taste that. Yeah, what something like that. Listen? I was going to say something like that. Yeah. It just oh. feels – we would unpack that. You want your wife to taste it too? <laughs> yeah, I, <laughs> I want your wife to taste it. Yes, okay. Yeah. Um, that's it for end of show food, and that is it for this episode of Funny People Talking. A big, big thank you to our new friend Alyssa Cohn, executive coach. Go check her out. Check out her website at alyssacohn.com. That's a l i s a c o h n dot com. Thank you. Um, we're very grateful that you finally found a way to join us. I know, it, it's it was so fun. A, such a fun time. Learned a lot. Uh, got inspired. Absolutely. Uh, and um, so, thank you. And thank you. Uh, best of luck. And Ben Rose, my friend, such a delight to have you uh, on the mic with me. It feels like riding a bike. Yeah, and, absolutely. Uh, and, um, and thanks to Mr. Mudcap and a big uh, and and to Mickey and Billy for stopping yeah, by. Yeah, nice to see them. Never know we may see them again. Yeah. Until next time, everybody. Um, love to you, Elsie. Love to you, Danielle. We miss you both. And until next time, I'm Mark Rako. Thanks for listening, everybody. We'll see you next time. And oh, by the way, stay funny. Why? 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 Oh, yeah, I remember now. This is Funny People Talking. Copyright 2019. No portion of the content may be reproduced or published without the strict written permission of the producers. Connect with our show at at Mouth Media Network or at our website, funnypeopletalking.com. I'm your announcer, Peter Coleman. Thanks for listening. This is Mouth Media Network. Amplify and connect.